He's a sulky, over-funky, kinda hunky superhero. A two-fisted and electrically transistored superhero. An exotically neurotic and aquatic superhero. The Marvel superheroes have arrived. Hello and welcome to Marvel Vision, a Marvel Studios TV show podcast brought to you by Cinema Sangha. My name is Devin Faraci. I'm one of the hosts of the program. Joining me as he traditionally does... My name is Derek Faraci, and if you return me to my home port, I will kiss you, Mother Earth. Speaking of going home, <laughs> you ventured. Usually when these episodes are late, it's because of me. That's traditionally yep. the way that it works. This episode is late by a, a day. where Our new schedule has Marvel Vision being recorded Sunday night with a Monday drop time. We're recording this Monday night because Derek had an odyssey. Yes. What I happened? Tell, tell us all about it. Uh, I got locked out of my apartment on Sunday night, and I had to go stay in a hotel and get back into my apartment this morning. How'd you get locked out of your apartment? Uh, to prepare to record this podcast, I, I was going to go and buy a, excuse me, a uh, uh, an iced tea, a, a Arizona green tea from the corner store that I would drink while I watched She-Hulk again and took notes. And I walked out of my apartment and I turned a little latch to lock my door and I closed the door. And then I thought to myself, I don't have my keys. Oh, boy. So I was instantly locked out. Oh, man. Did you get the iced tea? I did. Uh, so when did you realize that you weren't getting back in last night? Like the moment I, I the door was locked. I was like, Dude, I'm screwed. I'm but you didn't think you could get like the management company to come or whatever where you like, I know you tried some of that. I, I try, yeah, I tried, but I mean, it was Sunday at like eight o'clock. I was like, it's not going to happen. It's, you know, it's not going to work out for me. So you so, went and stayed at a hotel. Tell me about the hotel experience. I stayed at, at a Marriott residence inn. I had a, a nice big bed and a, a, a nice big bathroom, and it had a little kitchen that I put two Diet Cokes in. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I spent the night watching uh, Paranormal Caught on Camera or Caught on Video, whatever it's called. And uh, that's it. So, like, not not that different from your normal life. Normally, I go to bed watching Ghost Hunters. <laughs> oh, so you <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's what I've been watching. Oh, so this is a change up then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you take a bath? I did. I took a shower. Well, I the moment I got into the hotel room, I, I was like, I'm going to take a shower just to like help me relax a little bit. And then I took a shower and I was like, I only have my clothes that I've been wearing all day. Like, I don't have clean clothes to put on. This kind of sucks. But what are you going to do? I like taking a bath in a hotel room. The hotel it was only a shower. It was like one of those. Oh, it was one of those stand ups. Yeah. Was it like yeah. a cool stand up shower or was it just like utilitarian? It was pretty cool. It was pretty nice. I love staying in hotels, man. Yeah, I like. I mean, overall, it was fun. You know, it was like, oh, this is a fun little adventure. And, you know, I was thinking the other day, I was like, I haven't had a little adventure in a while. And then the universe provided. There you go. So, yeah. I also saw See How They Run over the weekend. Oh, I have not watched that yet. I liked it. It was good? No, yeah, it's nothing amazing, but I enjoyed it. It was a nice little movie. Put that on the poster, guys. A nice little movie. A nice little movie. Um, I miss staying in hotels. That's the one thing I miss about my former journalism life. Uh, I don't yeah. miss anything else necessarily. Uh, staying in hotels, I really like that. I like the traveling. I like staying in hotels. Yeah. Because you can like, you can like make a mess. 
and then guess, like yeah. somebody else will clean it up. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean like in a jerky it. way. I don't mean like make like a horrible mess or disgusting mess. Throw TV I just, through the window. Right. I I just mean like you can like mess up the sheets and leave them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, I I really I really appreciate that. Yeah. So I don't make my bed at home, so that doesn't change anything. I try to make my bed at home. It doesn't always happen. It's a I sobriety don't. thing, making your bed. Okay, I don't see uh, a purpose. You don't see a purpose? No. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I didn't do it. So here's the thing. Well, you're not going to get right back into it. You do it in the morning, so it's it's made all day. Um, yeah. I'll tell you. So when I got sober, one of the earliest things they teach you is make your bed every day. This is like one of the early things. And the premise here is that you're creating a disciplined thing that you're doing. Okay. But also there's a psychological benefit to it that's like next level. Like when your bed is well made, your whole room feels different. Everything feels different and your whole life feels a little bit more together. And I literally do not go into my room except for when I'm going to bed. You know? I mean, I guess, but like even if you, out in there. even if you look down the hallway and see the bedroom, I don't know. I mean, like I just find that when I make my bed, the whole day feels psychologically more together. Right. Sometimes I don't. I don't always get to make the bed. Um, sometimes I leave the house while my girlfriend is still in bed, so I can't make it with her in it. Obviously, um, yeah. I can't mummify her in but the you, bed. You could. It would just be very rude. <laughs> uh, and sometimes I just don't get it done. But the days that I get it done are traditionally good days. Yeah. It reminds me, in fact, that tomorrow I need to make sure I make my bed in the morning because I haven't made my bed for the past couple of days. So. Thanks for thanks for thanks for the reminder. I feel like if I made my bed, I'd be like, I've already done something today, and that would be the end of it. I mean, you do feel like you've got something accomplished. Something. Yes. You, so I don't need to do anything else. I don't know. I was I was the same way as you most of my life until I got sober. And then I you know when I first got sober, I was so pathetic and so hopeless that I was whatever anybody told me to do, I was like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. Like, yeah. is is, it, is this gonna keep me alive? Okay, let's do it. And uh, some of the stuff everybody told me to do was like kind of not that useful. Um, but this was the one. The one, the other like, big thing. Keep a feather in your shoe. No, the other big thing is you're supposed to call people on the phone every day. Okay. And that I understand because that's like a connection. Yeah. And it's like different than texting. Yeah. Um, the thing, I did that for a while, but I fell out of it. And now I, now not only do I not call anybody on the phone, I don't even return anybody's texts. So <laughs> but you also, you live with your girlfriend, so you have a daily connection. That is true. But I think the premise is not that. I think it's about, um, within, within sobriety, the premise is reaching out to other alcoholics and checking in and sharing, uh, how your day is going okay. and sort of like being there for each other and creating that network of support. Um, uh, so it isn't just anybody. You're supposed to be calling your fellow alcoholics. Um, and you're supposed to just like every day, like you got, we should like ideally have like a whole roster that you can go through. Okay. But like I said, I kind of, I kind of uh, stopped doing that. So I don't really call anybody anymore and nobody calls me. So, mm-hmm. you know, sad, but still sober. So whatever. Uh, the important part. We got any uh, that Marvel news this week? We do. We're going to start with some fun that uh, a rumor had started to spread that uh, Warner Brothers was working on Suicide Squad three, but now with James Gunn with David Ayer back in. Uh, in yeah, I don't. I don't think so. And James Gunn quickly came to Twitter to say that's not true. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the end of that. Yeah. And then uh, I just like that James Gunn 
He's always very quick to jump on these things. Yeah, he really just debunks everything as soon as it begins. But also, I think anybody with a brain will look at it and go, no, no, they're not going. Yeah, they're if, not doing that. that if they sense. wanted to stop working with James Gunn, which they don't, clearly, no. they would not go back to David Ayer. Yeah, yeah, they would find somebody else. They get uh, Colin Trevorrow. He's, he's, there you go. He's got a bunch of billion dollar movies under his under his belt, which is impressive because nobody likes any of those movies. Not nobody likes any of them. Dollars. It's crazy. Those might be the most disliked movies uh, of all time. They're probably because, up there. Well, they're, they're up there because they made a billion dollars, so like a lot of people saw them and didn't yeah. particularly didn't particularly care for them. Yeah. So that last one is unreal. I'm never going to watch it. I've yeah, I. Mean, I really would like you to watch it one day. No. I, I, I mean, mean I, I say never. I also said I would never watch, you know, uh, uh, the making of The Godfather Show, whatever that was called. I can't think of the name. The uh, Offer. The Offer. Then Terrific show. Absolutely loved it. So I shouldn't say I'll never watch it, but I have no plans to watch it. What if you watch it and you become a full-on Dominion head? <laughs> That's a possibility, I suppose. Huh? That would be incredible. Uh, I kind of want you to watch it because it's so bad that I kind of want to hear you talk about it. Like, that's like... Like I, I, I want, I want your take on what a bad movie it is. But do I watch the theatrical version or the director's cut straight to Peacock director's cut? Can't imagine sitting through a director's cut of that one. Apparently, the director's cut has something that the uh, theatrical version doesn't. A dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Red Letter Media uh, review of it today, and one of them watched the director's cut, and one of them watched the other one, and the. The one who watched the regular, the theatrical was like, there were no dinosaurs in it. He's like, what are you talking about? It opens up with a whole big dinosaur sequence with at a at a, 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 a like a, a drive-in theater, and then there's all this stuff with dinosaurs. None of that's in the none of that's in the theatrical cut. Which is crazy. Like, why would you cut that shit out? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Especially if it was all done. Like the it was effects all done. are done, apparently. So like it's weird. Cut out the locust bullshit yeah. and keep the dinosaurs. Yeah. But nope. No dinosaurs, only locusts. All right, what else we got? People come to the dinosaur movies to see locusts. Uh, Eugene Cordero has been up to a series regular for Loki season two. Good news, good news. Yes, I'm all for that. I, I'm a big fan of his. I'm very excited. So good for him. Congratulations. Uh, Space Case has joined the cast of Doom Patrol season four. No clue what that means. Space Case is a member of Doom Patrol, and she's going to be in the fourth season. Honestly, wasn't sure if that Space Case was like a um, a rapper. No, she's a new. Well, it's being played by Madeline Zima. Space Case is the character's name, and uh, okay. she's a newer Doom Patrol character. Not familiar with her at all. Uh, she was introduced during the uh, Nick Darrington Gerard Way run. Oh, definitely did not read the Gerard Way comic book. I heard it was good. I I, I read the Doom Patrol. JLA crossover, um, and I, I did not make any sense to me, and I was told if I read their Doom Patrol run, it would make sense. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Sounds great. Got to love it. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Adil El uh, Arbi and Fala Bilal have oh announced that. Uh, I can't. I can't. Oh, I'm my sorry. God. There's the worst. I'm so sorry. That's so bad. That was I'm like so that was really bad. We're 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 gonna get canceled. That was so yeah. bad. Okay, yeah. let's go. Let's just keep moving past it. Uh, well, on Twitter, they they put up a thing, a little Miss Marvel thing. They said just reminiscing on our time spent in the MCU. Who's ready for season two? Which has people hoping that the rumors of a season two are true. Definitely, if it if if sounds like they're probably trying to put a little pressure. Yeah. If I had to guess, but yeah. I would love a season two. 
I would too. I would too. And Jeff Kaplan and Ian Springer have been signed on for to write Fantastic Four. Good for them. I don't off the top of my head. I don't, I'm not sure who they are. I looked them up. They haven't really done anything. Well, good for them. What a, what a way to start. Yeah, <laughs> like they made like one indie film and then uh, this. What was the indie film? Was it like a good one? I'd never even heard of it. Man, oh man! Well, I mean, maybe... that doesn't mean anything. What are they right. playing? Uh, you said Jeff Kaplan, right? Yes. Not the not the guy from Blizzard. No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I doubt it. it. Would be interesting if it was Jeff Kaplan from Blizzard. I agree. Uh, Jeff Kaplan and Ian Springer. Uh, let's see what Deadline says about them. Uh, I got nothing. Uh, they're one of the hot uh, uh, screenwriting duos. Wrote, uh, Bert and Arnie's Guide to Friendship. Oh boy, and, and they wrote Disaster Wedding. Wedding. Disaster Wedding. Yeah. Oh boy, that sounds like 2003. Uh, you know what? I mean, well, I can't tell you what Disaster Wedding is about because according to IMDb, the plot is under wraps. <laughs> so. man what else we got that's it that's all the news that's fit to print that is not all the news no today it was reported that Tena Huerta has confirmed that Namor is a mutant in the MCU oh, oh look at that yeah uh that's a big deal he'll be the second uh, MCU mutant um or possibly third who's the f- other one we don't know how Tatiana or Titania got her powers Good point. Good point. We don't. Um, I suspect we never will. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like the kind of thing we're just never going to find out. Yeah, I, I think they're just going to leave it. Um, but he'll be the second official mutant in the MCU since Ms. Marvel is now the first mutant. Um, although I'm assuming that uh, Namor is older than her. Based on yes. appearances, I'm going to guess. Uh, It'd be funny he, if like, he comes out he's like, I am seven years old. I had this big, I had this beard, but I'm seven. Uh, Atlanteans age different. Uh, it just hits different underwater. A sea ages a man. Uh, but it's really fascinating because um, a friend of mine was like, oh, so they're making Namor a mutant in the MCU? Come on. I'm like, no, He's no, no. He's been he, a mutant. Not only always, he'd been a mutant since 1964, my man. He's like, the first mutant. Uh, he was the first mutant for a minute. Yeah. But then they made Apocalypse. No, but I'm saying like, like in the history of comics he's like the he's first not mutant, right no in, in marvel no he was made a mutant in x-men number six. Oh, what i thought he was a mutant like going all the way back no they did they didn't have mutants uh he was just he was aquaman he was half man half atlantean uh they might have called him a mutant because he was like neither do you know what i mean like but he wasn't a mutant he didn't have the the yeah he, the, was, he uh, wasn't i guess yeah he wasn't a marvel mutant yeah a mutant is not just somebody who's mutated like a, yeah. like like technically if you have like 11 fingers you're a mutant right yeah. but you're not a marvel mutant you don't have the x gene the x gene is the thing that makes you a mutant and uh he has that but it was only revealed in x-men number six he joined the brotherhood of evil mutants and he joined them because he wanted to bang Scarlet Witch. Well, there you go. <laughs> Truly on brand for Daymore, the sub, the Submariner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, so I don't know if they threw him in there in number six 
because the sh- the book was already floundering? I'm not really sure. I mean, Maybe. that book did really poorly. Yes. In its initial run. Yes. And I don't canceled. know when it began floundering. So it got canceled. It did. And then it came back and became the biggest comic book of all time for a minute. Yep. Um, still. But I love that he's going to be a mutant in the MCU. It feels correct. Even though Ms. Marvel is technically the first because she was in, she was introduced as a mutant first, the majority of people watching Marvel stuff will be introduced to mutants through Namor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he what used to be he used to be the first mutant. He used to be considered the first person to be born with the X gene. But then over time they kept pushing it back. Um, they made yeah, Wolverine, Wolverine. two hundred years old. Then Apocalypse is three thousand years old. You know, so the X gene has uh, goes back much farther than that. Jesus, uh, Jesus may have been a mutant. <laughs> yes, that they, is. They, they say during the House of X stuff that Jesus there is a, a group of mutants uh, on Krakoa who argue that the Nazarene was in fact a mutant, there you and go. you can tell because he died and came back from the dead. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so is Captain America. He's not a mutant. <laughs> he didn't die. Yes, he did. No, he got sent bouncing through time. I'm sure Cat America is. No, Cat America got killed before 9-11, and then they brought him back and they explained how he came back. Really? I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, he died, and then they were going to do a whole series about him coming back. And then 9-11 happened, and they they scrapped that series and just brought him back in like a series where he's beating up terrorists. Wow. And they, they never bothered to explain how he came back to life. Uh, also, Werewolf by Night screened at Fantastic Fest this week. Yes. And so the first audience has officially seen it. Yes. Uh, I know. Oh, my God. Tears. (laughs) Literally screaming and throwing up. Uh, I know uh, a bunch of people who watched it, so I got a bunch of different reactions from folks. Um, uh, I am told it's quite, quite bloody. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. Quite bloody. But it's black and white, so they can get away with a bunch. Yeah. Um. So uh, I'm interested. A ton of monster cameos. Well, that's exciting, too. Yeah, it's going to be tough because uh, Marvel Monsters uh, is not my strongest section. I, I know some of them pretty well, but yeah. others ones I just don't know. And so I'm very curious. There's a living mummy, right? There's a living mummy. There's zombies. Zombies in the trailer. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's the Wendigo man thing we know is in it, but yeah. apparently there's other stuff. They're, they have a Frankenstein in Marvel. It's they have Dracula. Hope. I hope he is the best. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, but, uh, you know, interesting responses, uh, so far, uh, making me hopeful that when we watch it, we're going to enjoy it. Yeah. We got to figure out how we're going to do that week. We will have to figure that out. But that time, nervous. that time will come. When the time comes in about a week, in about a week, we got, (laughs) 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 we got, we got any, uh, we got any of the trivia. We do. What do we got? It's going to reload again. Oh boy. Every time with this. Well, yeah. Cause if I move away from the trivia, from the Kindle and when I bring it up, it has to load up again. (laughs) So, Uh, Chris Pratt plays Star-Lord in the MCU. How tall is the actor? Five foot eleven. Six foot one. Six two. Okay. Actor Andy Serkis plays Claw in the MCU. Claw appears in two MCU films, Avengers Age of Ultron and what other movie? Isn't he in Black Panther? Yes. Yeah. I was getting real worried for you there. 
He may have been your father boy, but he wasn't your daddy. Who says this? Oh, uh, Captain America. Nope. Uh, no, it's Yondu, I know. <laughs> okay. That was a joke. The joke was Captain America would never say something like that. Yes. Uh, you know, if you maybe, if you highlighted the stuff on the Kindle, copied it, and pasted it into a notepad, it wouldn't have to load. Maybe. Can you do that? Is that possible? Is that doable? Uh, looks like it might be. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just, it's just a thought. All I right. Get the dictionary definition of Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> it offers me that. Uh, <laughs> are you ready to talk about the latest episode of Shiok? Yes. Let's do it. Hulk season one episode six just Jen we get another episode where the uh, title changes yes we do I like when they do that on this show it's very fun it's fun it's enjoyable uh, another episode with no post credits yes uh, starting to begin People to hold it against... angry yeah I'm getting angry I'm getting angry really why yeah I'm, I'm mad yeah stop being so entitled thinking about quitting the show well that's the end of that uh, First, I'm you want en- me to believe that a woman can be strong and now no post-credit <laughs> scenes or Easter eggs? I'm not entitled. I think when you do four in a row, though, like it really starts to feel like it's a thing you're doing. Like it's part of your I don't bit. disagree. No, I don't. I, I, I don't disagree. That that if if from the start there were no post-credit scenes, it wouldn't seem odd. But Or if there was like one every third episode. Yeah. But they did four in, in a row. So yeah. you kind of got trained by episode five. Oh, I'm going to sit through the credits. Because something I mean, more to it, Marvel has done it in everything for 14 years. Right. And then they midway not, through a show, they just stop. They haven't done it a lot in the TV shows. Haven't they? I thought all the TV shows had something. I think some of them had like in later episodes, but not every single episode. Okay. Um, I always thought like even if it was like a little nothing thing, they had something. I mean, I'm very surprised that they don't have anything in these past two episodes. I'm hoping they come back. I really – because I think that they – this show uses the post credits really well. They're very funny yeah. usually. And what's weird about it is since it is a fourth wall breaking show that she doesn't mention that there's no post credits thing. Seems a little – like an easy joke to make. Because she mentioned the post credits sting in one episode where she said, yeah. what about what a bum way to end this episode? I bet there's a pretty good thing in the credits. Like – so they've, they've that definitely the addressed last one. it. That, that was it. the last one. <laughs> so there you go. That was the last one. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer gets some mail, and it is a wedding invitation from her uh, high school friend. Uh, yes. Very funny bit of her opening the box over the invitation. Just m- all the glitter. Just like yes. so much glitter falling everywhere. Yeah. Um, really, 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 really love that. Um, uh, she starts packing because this is a destination wedding. She's going to have to go spend the weekend. Although on it's a not Thursday. Really the- it's on a Thursday, the weekend, not a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so she's packing, uh, and Nikki is asking about um, the stuff that Luke made for her. And we're, we're, they're really teasing out this costume thing. Yes. We're a bunch of episodes now. Where it's weird because they've shown it in the ads. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, yeah. She, I am going to say that I don't understand... They talk about a dress that she got for the wedding. Yeah. That will grow and shrink with her. And then it doesn't. It doesn't. And it's funny in the show that it doesn't. Like it's very funny looking with but her in the big make dress. Sense. 
Yeah, like they 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 established it in this scene. I kind of don't understand why they established it in this scene. Well, they they established it. it in the last episode that he's making her things that will grow and shrink with her, and then in this scene, she she mentions it again, and then it doesn't happen unless she means the bride's made dress because that does grow and shrink with her. But the blue polka dot dress does not. I feel like the blue polka dot dress is what she shows Nikki, isn't it? That is what she shows Nikki. Right. So it's weird because just don't like the joke could be like, I wish that I could have had him make me a dress for this wedding, but I didn't yes. have the time. You know what I mean? Or, or, something. or when she turns into Jen and she's like, that son of a bitch ripped me off. This doesn't work. You know, yeah. something like that. <clears throat> it's just weird. I'm not even complaining about it because, again, it's funny when she's walking around in this like voluminous dress after she yeah. changes back. Um, but I'm just like, why did they put this scene in the show if they're not going to follow it up 11, like, three and a half minutes later? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I thought that was very odd, too. Um, I have that in my notes. Jennifer notes that this is somebody that she has not been close to in recent years. She used to be very, very close with. And so she's been invited to be a bridesmaid. And Nikki's like, well, why did she invite you if you're not that close? And she's like, well, it's like a formality. And Nikki's like, why did you accept to be a bridesmaid? Well, that's also a formality, um, which is also, very true. Yes. And also Chet's going to be there. He's DJing. Chet, her cousin's going to be DJing. Yeah. Um, and uh, As DJ in Chettable Hulk. In Chettable Hulk. Pretty good. <laughs> Uh, but that whole idea of like the wedding invitation thing, she also talks about how there's a point now where she breaks the fourth wall and she goes, but I, I bet you're thinking this is a pretty inconvenient time during this season to have a, a wedding episode. And she says, uh, all weddings are inconveniently timed and yeah. it's, it's so true. And this whole formality thing is also so true. Yeah. Um, weddings, you know what the new version of weddings like the formality, the weird formality of like being invited to a wedding that you're not really sure why you're invited to. Do you know what the new version of that is? No. Being added to somebody's private circle on Instagram. Oh, okay. Have you been added to somebody's private on Instagram and you're like, I do not know why you added me? I, I have it on Instagram and on Twitter. People have private circles. I'm like, I can't believe they added me. Yeah, it's like weird, right? Like, what what, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, wow. Like, I, and, I feel a little honored, I guess, but. I didn't know. I didn't even know. Like, like especially on Twitter, there are people I'm like, I would have sworn you had muted me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm always like, oh, I wouldn't have added you to my private. I'm pretty, uh, I feel pretty bad that you've ever added me and I've not added you back and I'm not going to add you either. It, 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 it's a less heart, heartbreaking MySpace top eight where like somebody would add you to their top eight and you'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, Oh dear. Oh no. You know, or, you know, or you'd have somebody in your top eight and you weren't in theirs. So you'd be like, Oh no. Yeah. That is sad. That is yep. this, this, the, the social media heartbreak that travels through the decades. Yeah. Um, so Jen, That's is, how I, I had a friend that knew his girlfriend was leaving him because she took him out of his top, out of her top eight. Like, <laughs> that can't be a good sign. <laughs> that sounds like something that would happen in a Seth Rogen movie. Like that really has like mid 2000s. <laughs> I'm not in the top eight anymore, Jerry. You're not in the top eight. Are you <laughs> not, not in the top eight? <laughs> uh, so Jen's really excited to go to this wedding because she's going to get to show off the She-Hulk thing. She's really come very far in terms of embracing She-Hulk. Yes. Because now she wants to go show all her old friends how sexy and hot she is a She-Hulk and wants to be like very cool. Yeah. And uh, it's so she's kind of like this is this is the version of like 
you want to go to your you want to go to your reunion, your high school reunion because you know everybody else got fat and bald, but you look pretty good still. Yeah. Uh, that's not us. Me and you, that's not us. We're the ones that got fat and bald. Know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one bad part of being in the hotel was getting out of the shower and there's like a full length mirror. I was like, "Oh, son of a bitch." <laughs> like, that's a real it's horrible when they do that to you, man. It's yeah. horrible when they do that to you. Yeah. That should not be allowed. Uh, no. Oh, there's way more <laughs> hair on my back than I realized. Oh, no. Uh, so Jen goes to the wedding as She-Hulk, and uh, everybody's excited to see her, except for the bride. Yes. Patty Harrison. Uh, yeah. Comedian, comedy writer, and comedy actress, Patty Harrison. Yeah, she's very uh, funny. She's very funny. I follow her on the Twitter, and I really enjoy her stuff. She uh, had my favorite line of the episode. What's that? Everybody has an ass. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. When you're talking about Jen's butt, you're like, you've got a great ass now. And she goes, everybody has an ass. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a B story happening, too. Yes. Uh, Nikki is going to work at Mallory Book while Jen's at the wedding. She's very excited. She Everybody wants to make friends at Mallory Book because Mallory Book is the coolest. And she ends up on a... Uh, a case, a divorce case. And it's a divorce case with a twist. Um, it's Mr. Ooh. Immortal getting divorced. Is Mr. Immortal a mutant? I don't remember what his origin is in the comics. I believe he's truth. a mutant in the comics. He might well be. Uh, but uh, he... Uh, no, he's not a mutant. Okay. Uh, the cosmic entity Death Urge uh, uh, gave him immortality. Okay. Um, so they do – I want to talk about this because they do a different spin on Mr. Immortal than is the traditional Mr. Immortal. Okay. And this Mr. Immortal is an older guy. Like yep. th- there's no chance of this guy showing up in an Avengers we, movie. We, we've seen him in multiple things. Yeah, He's like what? Boba Fett. He was the the mayor. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he was uh, the ex husband in Veep. Wow. Yeah, he's very funny. Good for guy. him. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Mister Immortal is a silly character. That's like the premise. He was introduced in the Great Lakes Avengers, uh, yes. which was a team of rejects uh, created uh, by I think John Byrne, um, uh, Flatman, Doorman, Big Bertha. Uh, Dinah Soar, who's a lady dinosaur. Her name is spelled yep. D-I-N-A-H, Soar. <laughs> uh, and so they're all really silly characters. And uh, it was it was, a, it was a West Coast Avengers thing that they, they were created in. Um, but he, in the comics, is a superhero. And he uses his powers for superhero stuff. And his powers are he can't be killed. Well, yes. he can die. He just come right back. Yeah. And uh, I kind of love the idea. Oh, wait, no, this says Mr. Mortals and a mutant, huh? Uh, mm-hmm. I see both Death Urge and Mr. And mutant here. So anyway, he uh, it's funny that he's a comedy character in Marvel Comics because the power of immortality is such an unbelievable power. And like yes. the way that he uses it in Great Lakes Avengers or all the rest of this stuff that he appears in, he appears Wasn't in. Wasn't he also show. in uh, Kevin Beagle's New Warriors? I want to get to that in a minute. Um, he uses his powers like a real, like as cannon fodder, like he'll like kill himself to get through a thing. 
and then yeah. come back to life on the other side of the thing. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, it's, it's comedic. He is in the unaired pilot for new warriors created by Kevin Beagle of enlisted and Cougar town fame enlisted uh, for free favorite shows of all time. Like, honestly, uh, I love enlisted and it uh, makes me sad that there's only one season. Yeah. He, uh, he was the leader of the new warriors in that show that, uh, that show, which got, um, shit can before it ever started, unfortunately, uh, really too bad because, um, the casting on that show is terrific. Uh, very much as specifically they had squirrel girl in that show yes. and, uh, uh, Milana Vaintrub played squirrel girl. And I mean, it was just the most ideal casting you could yeah. ever, Keith David was in it. Keith David was in it. Um, would have been it was, I really uh, think it would have been a hit. I think it would have been fantastic. Well, I've got to tell you, it was on Freeform, and those shows, none of those shows did good? Yes. But none of those I, shows were fun? Yeah, no, those uh, Runaways and Cloak and Dagger just did not really, were not that great. But um, I, it's too bad that they're not going to, it would fit so well in the current MCU. Yeah. You know, it would fit so well in the current MCU and that like his like the way that Beagle's approach is always this like comedic humanist take, um, I think would be really, really great. And this premise that he had for the the pilot originally was that it was going to be like a reality show that the team got together as a reality show, Yes, um, which was a premise from the comics. Yes, that's what caused the the Civil War. That's what caused Civil War. It wasn't the original premise, but that was a premise from the comics. Yeah. So it's too bad because it's such a great premise it's such a great setup um he had such good casting uh, i think it would have been like a whole lot of fun and uh marvel would be well uh served to go back to beagle and make nice and and pick this back up the problem i think was that um this is back when marvel tv and marvel studios were um uh kane enabling it a little bit they weren't really what, what, seeing was it like right when they were shutting down marvel tv it's exactly what it was. They were shutting yeah. down all of Marvel TV at that point. It was all coming, yeah. coming, coming down. So it really got caught in the crossfire. Um, it's, it's just, it's just too bad. But this Mister Immortal is an older guy. The Mister Immortal in the comics and on the New Warriors show was a younger dude, a fit dude, um, kind of a handsome dude. This is an older dude, and he's uh, a weasel and a creep. Yes. Uh, he's also bisexual. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, is that make him the first bisexual Marvel hero, superhero, super character? I think so. So the deal no, here. No, no, no. Who? Uh, Valkyrie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Although that's like, this is so much more than. Yeah, this was Val- he was married to a man. Yeah. Like in Thor, it's like, I think she's pretty. Oh, this bisexuality. Like, uh, yeah. come on. More. Give me, give us a little bit more. At least this has like, a, this is like a, a character who's married to a man. Yeah. Yeah. The premise here is that he um, is being sued for divorce and uh, – Which is his usual because he's a nice guy. <laughs> his usual way of ending a relationship is that he kills himself. And uh, he explains that when he kills himself, he actually dies and thus he is legally dead and thus the uh, wed- the, the marriage is over. Yes. But he doesn't tell his wives that he's immortal. He just kills himself, and as far as they're concerned, he's dead. <laughs> and somebody filmed him getting hit by a car and coming back to life, and it went viral, and his ex-wives found out about it. 
Yeah, so they won't the, the come website to Intelligentsia. Intelligentsia, which is going to come into play a little bit later in this episode. Which has already been introduced in the MCU, as it turns out. Where? Uh, in Age of Ultron. Really? Yes. When, they, That's when interesting. they're looking at Claw's information, it says former member Intelligentsia. Huh. Yeah. I don't think they were like, I think there was just background junk on a screen. Well, it's funny because Intelligentsia is a, it's a villain thing. group. Yeah. yeah, it's a common the comic thing. So they probably threw that in to Ultron just to It's fill like in. how Wakanda is on the map in uh in, in Incredible Hulk, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just like or, or Doctor Strange is mentioned in Civil War or in uh, Winter Soldier. You know, it's just like oh, a little thing here. Intelligentsia in the comics is sort of like the evil Illuminati. Yeah. Although the Illuminati is also evil, sort of. <laughs> they're actually the nicer Illuminati. But they're, they're not all destroying like, entire universes. They're all like super smart villains who get together. That's like their whole thing. Um, yeah. They're all smarty pants. And uh, so, uh, yeah, like Modoc, uh, the wizard, the mad thinker, Red Ghost, Chameleon. Um, A lot of dopes. <laughs> Well, they're guys that aren't like the stronger guys, you know? Yeah. Uh, they're they're guys. Like, like, like they'd like it if Dr. Doom hung out with them, but he's not going to. I want them to bring the Red Ghost into the MCU. Do you? Yeah, because his whole deal is that he controls super apes. Yes, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, he's a Soviet guy who controls apes. I don't know why the fuck they came up with that. And he's it's called so- Red Ghost. It's like his name doesn't even connect to what he does. It's crazy. It's Great. so good. It's so good. It's such really good weird silver age stuff yeah um anyway yeah it's intelligentsia where that comes on all of his wives find out that he is alive and this becomes the deal now they have to deal with all of his wives uh mallory book tells him that this is not a good case that he is not in a good place and he doesn't like hearing this and so he jumps out the window yes which i greatly enjoyed (laughs) i really like that I I have to say though I really it was exciting to see Mr. Immortal show up because he is an obscure character. But this might be one of the few times that the MCU has taken an obscure character and done something with them where I really didn't like it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just feel like it's so opposite the character from the comics. Okay. And I think the character from the comics is fun. Yeah. Because he's really um goofy and sweet. Yeah. And so watching that guy get like mauled to death by bears is like funny, you know, yeah. like in a, in a sad way, but this guy getting killed is just, okay. He's a creep. He sucks. Yeah. Um, he's a jerk. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I wish he wasn't well, he a says jerk. He's a nice guy. Yeah, I know. But that's the thing. This yeah, is a show. I'm they did a poster, um, for this episode, uh, just attacking Reddit. Oh, did they? It's a She-Hulk poster that says, sorry, incels, with the, in the She-Hulk font. Not everything's for you. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Intelligentsia is Reddit. Yes. When they finally go to it at the end of the episode, it's Reddit. It's just Reddit. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Anyway, so that's going to be the B story, and that's going to be what's happening as Jen is at the wedding. So there's not like a lot that really happens in the B story. What we really see is that Nikki um, is actually very good at negotiation. Yes. Uh, when they try to figure out what a deal they're going to cut with the wives, 
at first they decide to give everybody the same amount of money. All the wives and the, and the ex-husband are all going to get the same amount of money. But one of the wives says, listen, she was married to this jerk for three months, but I had his baby. Like, uh, why is she getting the same amount as me? So obviously that's not an equitable decision. So everybody has to negotiate their own um, settlement. Yeah. And Nikki gets up on the table, sits uh, cross-legged. They call it crisscross applesauce now. Is that what they call it now? Yeah, because you can't say the other one that it used yeah. to be called. <laughs> Although, I do think that it's Indian style refers to um, India. Okay. D- doesn't it? Doesn't that make sense? Like meditation pose? I suppose. I don't know. I guess I don't know I don't the origins of I like crisscross applesauce more because it's more fun to say. The problem is that I'm 48 years old and saying crisscross applesauce is really goofy. And I don't really know why you would put applesauce in that. Because it rhymes. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess it's like it's cockney fun. rhyming slang. Um, crisscross applesauce. But she's really terrific. And I think Mallory is very impressed by her. Yes. She negotiates all these different settlements. And the most difficult one to negotiate is that uh, Mr. Immortal will give one of his wives a, a, an honest apology with uh, 10 seconds of eye contact. 15 seconds. 15 seconds. And he, he, he can't even imagine doing that. Yeah. Um, and then they up it to 20. Yeah. So that's like the entirety of the B-plot. We just covered the entire B-plot, right? That's it? Yeah, they really skip right through it. It's just like a couple of jokes. I mean, that's the thing. It's just, it's just yeah. a handful of jokes. It's just a way to cut away so that time can pass at the wedding without us. Well, also, it's a way to have other around. characters do things and yeah. to have... And it's setting up a future plot. With the with the intelligentsia, yeah, that too. I mean, but I think the most important part is it's just, it's just a B story that a sitcom has. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the main character has the A story, and then the, the side characters have a B story yeah. that may or may not connect. And it uh, keeps the, the, the legal aspect of the show going. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, back at the wedding, everybody's really excited to see She-Hulk, except for the bride. Lulu wants nothing to do with it. She does not want She-Hulk uh, upstaging her on her big day. And so she demands that she turn back into Jen. Um, the thing is, she turns back to Jen, and she dress doesn't fit for reasons why I don't know. But the thing is that at the wedding rehearsal, Titania shows up. Turns out she is the girlfriend of one of the guys invited to this wedding. And the guy looks really familiar. I know I've seen him and stuff, but I couldn't find he's not listed on IMDb for the episode, so I can't say what he's from. It's funny, Lulu is very excited to see Titania. She um she doesn't mind Titania upstaging her, but she hulk no. she can't have. That actually makes sense to me. Yes, I agree. Because here's a famous person that she doesn't know coming to her wedding. That feels like it is a blessing, like, oh wow. But like when your friend from high school shows up who is not a big deal and is now a big deal on your day, that feels like a slap in the face. Well, also, she's she's going to be up front as a bridesmaid. Like Titania right. will be sitting down during the wedding in, in theory, right? And but Jen would be standing there, feet away from, from the bride, six foot three or whatever she is, and green. So she's really gonna stand out. Uh, yeah, no, she definitely is. Uh, I mean, a hundred, hundred ten thousand percent. Um, Titania shows up and Jen is like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. She's not really dating this guy. She's just here to give me a hard time. And everybody's like, you're crazy. Titania's like, you know, no way I'm here because I love this guy and this is going to be a great wedding. But of course that is a hundred percent what actually happens. Um, Jen, uh, goes to sit outside, uh, unhappy and she meets a boy. 
Yes. And they have a nice conversation. There's good flirting going on. Uh, before that happens, or during that, while that happens, Lulu comes out and asks Jen to help clean up the patio because the uh, the staff quit because Lulu's so horrible. Yes. Uh, I really like that. Um, so Jen meets this guy. He's a nice guy. It's going pretty well. He seems like a pretty cool dude. Uh, uh, Josh. Josh, I think. Yeah. They just have like a good a good flirt, you know. Um, and uh, he wants to see what She Hulk looks like, but she says that she is going to That's keep funny. her promise to Lulu and not and not do it. But she, there is they they do start dancing. The Incredible Hulk starts playing his wedding jams, and there's dancing and just drinking. And Jen is having the time of her life. We have a little there's, dancing montage. That's fun. A reverse shot that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. I didn't. What's the problem with it? Because uh, she, it's a cash bar, and they they clearly did one shot of her putting money on the on the bar. It's like two fives and a couple of singles, and they use it three times. And the way to try and hide that it's just the same shot, they reverse it, like they they flip it for one shot. So now all the money is for, is the wrong way. Like the fives on the money is the wrong way for the second shot of it. It's like a mirror image. You doing okay, buddy? Yeah. Why? You doing all right? You're 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 focusing in on the on the Abe Lincoln heads on the on the fives. I watched the episode twice. I watched it once to watch and then once with notes. I noticed that when I was taking notes. <laughs> so funny. No, I did not notice that they mirrored yeah. the image. Um it's, but, you know, it's not a thing. It's just it was funny to me. Like, oh, they they didn't get different shots of her putting money down. They just had the one shot apparently. She gets loaded at this cash bar. Terrible fucking wedding. Cash bar at a wedding is uh, unconscionable, frankly. I would agree. I would agree. I mean, I don't even understand what the point of a wedding is if it's a cash bar. Just not a fan of this, this whole yeah. premise. Like, that's part of the expense. That, like, you ask me to pay for my food, too? Although I was a little confused because I didn't realize it was the wedding. Because usually you do the drinking stuff after the nuptials, but they haven't done the nuptials yet. Well, so here's the thing. This episode's a bit of a mess. Yes. Um, in terms of like what's actually going on. Because yes. it's not really 100% clear if the wedding has happened. It's not 100% clear how many days have gone by in the course of this Which, episode. There's a joke about in the episode. What's the joke? Uh, she's drunk and she's sitting at the table and she calls Bruce. And she's like, Bruce, where have you been? It's been months or maybe weeks, possibly days since I've seen you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, that they're saying like like we really don't know how much time has passed on this show. Like, That's pretty good. Did she get the invite to the wedding the day before the wedding? Who knows? Like, yeah, it's very confusing. Uh, yeah. It's like it's 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 sitcom logic, right? Like you get the invite at the beginning of the episode. Like that's just the way that it works because you need. Yeah, the and, and it's a, a longtime family friend that you've never heard of before. I've never heard of, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just classic sitcom logic. I mean, I, I'm fine with that, yeah, and it's I'm fine. fine. I'm fine with not quite understanding what the wedding logistics are. Like whether or not yeah it's a TV not, wedding yeah yeah whether or not Lulu's actually married at the end of this episode or whether that's still going to come I'm I'm not really a hundred percent positive yeah it has to be there has to be though you don't bring in the D maybe you do bring in the DJ for the rehearsal but I don't know you don't get this shit face to the rehearsal no, like, I wasn't even problem. sure it was the re I, I mean I guess it must have been something because they're all wearing their bridesmaids outfits and there's the bit where it's like oh all the groomsmen they need to have their shirts ironed right so. It's got to be the day of the wedding, right? Like, because you don't the wear. Day be, it's the day before, if that's the. 
if if it's the rehearsal. But but you don't wear the actual outfits for the rehearsal, right? You wear a different. I don't know, and it wouldn't really make a difference. Yeah, they wouldn't really need their clothes ironed if the wedding had already happened. And all the guests are there. You don't have all the guests for the rehearsal. It depends. Actually, they and don't. And the cake, the, the cake is there. Yeah, I mean, maybe that is. Yeah, although it was a, a chocolate cake, which that seems weird for a wedding, right? I think I don't know. What do I know? Uh, I just got a text message from the living room. I am told it was the wedding reception. Okay. Uh, which also, but then how, if she's a bridesmaid, was it's there no very rehearsal? nice of your living room to tell us these things. That's where my, that's where my girlfriend is sitting right now hearing me yap at you about this. Uh, I got a nice text from Brittany saying it's the wedding reception. But the thing is that if you're a bridesmaid, don't you have to come in early and do all of the rehearsal stuff? And all of the way this works out, it feels like, uh, She's in the bridesmaid dress, and at the end, Lulu comes in drunk in her dress. They skip over the rehearsal and the ceremony. I'm being texted from the living room. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I guess when she's wearing the blue dress is the rehearsal. Sure. That makes sense. Time time, time skips around it's, in this it, one. I, it, it's sitcom wedding logic, right? It's just everything yeah. is mixed together. The important thing are the beats, not the the moments. Was just texted, ha, 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 ha. Uh, <laughs> Because she can hear me talking about this. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jen gets shit faced, and uh, because she can't turn into the Hulk. Are we not going to discuss then... Jonathan? Oh yes. So this is actually the biggest problem with the whole program. Okay. Uh, Jen is told that she's going to walk down the aisle with this guy Jonathan. Yes. And the sweetest. He's the, the sweetest. Best. And so this sounds bad. This doesn't sound like it's going to be a hunky dude. And then they reveal Jonathan, and Jonathan is this old, the dilapidated, dog. cutest dog who we died just had that to morning. Resuscitate him this morning. <laughs> yeah. And the show plays it like it's bad. It's the best. It's the best. I would. I mean, like, I would. Every wedding should have people walk down the aisle with like ancient dogs. Like that's so I want, good. I, I want Wong, Madison, and and or Madeline and 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 Jonathan hanging out together. You had it right the first time. It's Madison. It was Madison? Okay, yeah. Hanging out together. That would be incredible. What a great post-credit sequence that would be. What a great Jonathan team. sitting on Madison's uh, lap while they're I watching want, TV. I want Captain America about to fight Thanos, and then you hear on your left, and the portal's open, and those three come out, and Captain America's like, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jonathan's really great. And uh, this is my, again, as I hope that if the writers of this program listen to this podcast, and they must, right? I mean, of course they do. Of course, Jennifer Gow is waiting on every word of two middle-aged white men to tell her what uh, to do with her show. Uh, uh, so bring back Jonathan and give him the respect he deserves. Yes. This is, is my message to you. He did get a poster, so. Oh, did he? That's good. Yes. It's, it's funny. Him and Lulu. It's Lulu in, holding him. In 2022, when they say they got a poster, what they mean is somebody did a Photoshop image. Yes. Uh, once upon a time that meant something like that meant that you had like a printed out piece of paper, yeah, but also everybody once, just gets a, a JPEG. Everybody's a JPEG. And if they wanted to print it, it's really easy to do. Once upon a time, if you wanted to make a poster, you had to actually go to a print shop. Yes. It's funny. We went to go see Oklahoma. We talked about this in another podcast and outside the theater, all of the actors had posters for themselves and it's the touring company and the touring company, the actors change sometimes, sometimes from town to town, they may drop out or come in it isn't like going to be the same necessarily company throughout the entire tour. Yeah. But I realized it's so cheap and easy to just print up a poster, like using the image of the current actor who's playing the character in the show. Sure. That it's wild because it almost doesn't feel special anymore. No. 
Because to be on a poster once upon a time meant that somebody like in a print shop had to run a thing. Yeah. But now it means that you know somebody who has a printer or has access to a FedEx Kinko's. Yes. Which is everybody. Yeah. Anyway, Jen gets drunk. She goes inside to throw up. As she's horking, uh, Titania shows up. And Titania's like, you were right. I am just here to fuck with you. And she smacks her. Um, Punches her across the courtyard. Probably would kill Jen Walters. Frankly. I don't think it would. You don't think so? Why not? Because I think even not in Hulk form, her Hulk abilities would protect her somewhat. That's my so, stance on it. Is an interesting discussion to be had because in the comics and in the movies, because I think Mark Ruffalo talks about shooting himself in the mouth and spitting a out a bullet in his mouth. Hulk. The big guy spit it out. Yeah. Um, but I think that she would change. I think upon the impact, but I think that Jen I, I would think change. she has greater control, so she doesn't automatically change. I think That's it's a joke point. scene, so it doesn't actually. I matter mean, it is a way. joke scene as well. And like, look, we've seen the Falcon, right? We've seen Sam get thrown through walls and get right back up and be fine. So, yeah. like, you know, these are comic book logic hits. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Titania demands she doesn't like hitting Jen. It's not fun for her. She wants to beat up She-Hulk. So Titania demands that she change into the She-Hulk, and uh, Jen will not do it. Uh, but she does eventually goad her into it. Um, she can't at first. She can't remember how. Yeah, she can't. She's too drunk to know how to turn into the She-Hulk. <laughs> yep. But then she does it, and she fucks up Titania. Yes. Uh, punches her through the reception. Kicks her through the reception. She hits the ground. And Kicks her. Sends the, the vibration. Uh, and uh, in the ensuing uh, fracas, uh, Titania's veneer gets cracked. Uh, she's she bleeding. on ice. Yes. Yes, right. <laughs> which, which I really appreciate that they're punching the shit out of each other and the, and the whole crowd is silent. But when she slips on the ice and slams down on her face, they all go, ooh. Because <laughs> that's an understandable pain. <laughs> yep. I was like, that's good. That's good yeah. stuff. Uh, it's kind of funny cause the, uh, the action is like fine. It's not like not that great, but like it's, it's this episode really works in the comedy with it. Like you said, like with that slipping on the ice thing that yeah. really takes it over the top because the action itself is like, okay, they fight a little bit. It's not really that well done. It's not an exciting fight scene or whatever. I, I think what takes it over the top is when Titania turns into Lex Luthor and steals the cake. <laughs> That's what I like. Well, she gets really upset because everybody's filming her with blood coming out of her mouth and her crack veneers, yeah. and uh, they're all kind of like mocking her, and she knows that she is going to go viral as being getting fucked up at this wedding. So yeah, so Which, she runs out with the cake. This is what happened in the comics. This is why Titania hates uh, She-Hulk in the comics, is that She-Hulk beat her up and made her feel foolish. There you go. In, in Secret Wars. I mean, that's a classic comic book thing. You know, like you, the hero stops a guy from robbing a bank one time, and then that guy has like a fucking obsessive death wish against the hero for the rest yeah. of his life. That's every, that's all the rogues for the Flash. That's, that's what Barry Allen tried to do with them was make them focus on him so much that they wouldn't hurt other people. Uh, or Lex Luthor, who uh, is so mad that he lost his hair, yes. he dedicates his whole life to ruining <laughs> Superman. That Superboy blew his hair out. <laughs> They got it. I wish that they had done that in the Snyderverse. I wish that that had been like in the Snyderverse version of that. Superboy blows because um, Luthor in the comics, in the old comics, his lab's on fire. Right, that's the deal. And it's, it's his lab. He's 
trying to make he's trying to make something for Superboy and to help he him. It's a positive. They're, they're friends, they're right? Him. Yeah. And then it like catches on fire and his lab's on fire and Superman or Superboy comes in to put out the fire and he blows the fire out. And in blowing the fire out, all of Lex's hair falls out. And Lex is like, you've ruined my hair, my beautiful hair. I'm going to spend my life trying to kill you. It's incredible. But in the Snyderverse version, when Superboy blows blows his hair out, he scalps him. Exactly. Like that's the Snyderverse. Like he's just a scalp. Like Superboy. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day of like, do you think early on, when they were like, hey, we're going to introduce Aquaman, they had to talk Snyder out of doing the original Aquaman origin, which was his father ju- just kept trying to drown him over and over again, and, and he <laughs> could breathe underwater? Because that is his original origin. <laughs> That's so dark. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, his original origin is he was just a normal boy, and his father every day would just throw him into the ocean, and he slowly <laughs> learned how to like breathe underwater. You know, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, but but look, I mean, Jay Garrett got super speed because he was smoking a cigarette and knocked over some hard water. Like, I mean, it's, they, they weren't too worried about logic and science. Uh, Jay Garrick still, by the way, the only superhero who got his powers through smoking. So keep that in mind. Uh, so... Uh, Titania is uh, wrecked. Uh, she's very mad. Uh, the wedding uh, may be ruined. It's a little unclear. I guess it's Lulu. not because Lulu comes on. Uh, so back in the B story, the uh, Nikki and Mallory um, go to Intelligentsia and uh, since that was such a part of their case and they discover they have a whole She-Hulk section and you have to... Um, become a member the she-hulk section is behind the jurassic park computer noise yes which i loved i thought that was so good oh no my alexa answered uh i I love that i've had a real problem this week with my my echoes Uh, they've not been acting up on the show today they usually act up on the show well the problem was i was watching the new quantum leap and every time they say the name of the computer in there my echoes would go off Hold on, hold on, hold on. We didn't talk about this in the in the opening. How's the new Quantum Leap? It's not good, Bob. <laughs> not great, Bob. What's what's wrong with it? Uh, it's very bland. The uh, the new Leaper Ben and his hologram assistant. Uh, uh, I forgot what her character's name is. They're essentially the same character, so there's no interesting dynamic between them. Aren't uh, they like a couple? Yeah, they're married. Which. He doesn't the show know. both wants to play as a mystery, but also tells you in the first 10 minutes. So we know, but he doesn't know. And they also kind of play it as a mystery, but you already told us. So I don't understand why you're trying to play it as a mystery. Mm. Like, why not just tell him, you know, because he has amnesia just like Sam did. And uh, yeah, I just didn't like it. I thought it was very bland. You're going to watch every they, episode. They spend though, right? too much time in current day in 2022 with like the crew, the quantum leap crew. Right. So you, you don't, they don't spend time with like the people, at least in the first episode, we don't really get to know the people Sam is there to help. So we don't feel any tension when it's like, is this going wrong? Because it's like, well, I, I don't really know this person. I have no connection to these people. I'm going to, I'm going to guess that's just the pilot. I don't know. I hope so. I'm going to guess because that feels like a network note and a modern idea. They have to like, give you the background of the quantum leap project. Um, and so I mean, the, they have like, like they really go into detail on each of those characters. 
So hmm. I think they're going to be around a lot. And it also, th- this is super nerdy stuff. In the original Quantum Leap, it takes place in 1999. And the future, it, it, which was the future for when it was on, it was 10 years in the future. And the future, the way Al dresses is how most people dress in that period. And like everything is very like lights and stuff, really cool lights and whatnot. And this is in the same universe because they talk about Sam Beckett. They talk about Al Calavici. And but it all looks like it's just today, 2022, which is like, oh, did we just give up on the cool outfits? That's a bummer. And also they say that that Sam jump leaped in 1989. He didn't. He leaped in 1999. So that's a retcon. That's That's all. There's no need to retcon that. There's no need. Why retcon that? Uh, If I had to guess, how old is the main character in the show? I don't know. I if know. I had to guess, it's because they wanted to move his leap outside of this guy's lifetime. Well, this guy apparently is not held on to his lifetime. He can go past his lifetime. Oh, no kidding. Yes. Wow. It's Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I did, not, gonna, I did not like it. I was really You're going to watch every episode, though, aren't you? I'm going to watch a couple more and see if it gets better. You know, it's not fair to judge it just on the first episode like that, like too harshly, but... Here's the thing. It's... It's a quantum leap reboot on NBC. It's not going to yeah. last. No, it's no, it won't. Six episodes. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I don't. I don't know what the ratings were. I don't know how well it did, but yeah, I, I was bummed out. Especially like they have a character that would be the perfect owl for like 2022, where like one of the 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 quantum leap members is a. a, a androgynous person who's like really into music like, like super music knowledgeable person and dresses all flashy i was like that should be his hologram assistant not right. his wife you know because then at least they have different personalities and they can bounce off each other but his wife is like i'm also an astrophysicist and blah 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 it's like well this is the beauty of the original show is sam is all brains al is all emotion and 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 intuition and like together they come up with different things and al's got crazy life the circus and all his stuff and like sam's got his life and seeing those pieces and how they interact was interesting and on this if they're just the same person essentially there's no interesting it does make sense to make them very different because you want each character to bring a different perspective to each situation yes um so that does make a lot of sense that you would want somebody who knows things that the leaper doesn't know yeah and it's um, weird to give me the Leaper's entire life in the first 10 minutes and then give him amnesia because you've already told me everything. There's no mystery there anymore. Right. You're not going to discover yeah. anything about this guy. Yeah. I wonder if um, it was intended to be a mystery that this was his wife, but the network was like, nah, you got to tell him we can't do this mystery shit anymore. Maybe. Maybe. Um, they're like, we're not, we're, not, we're not trying to do a J.J. Abrams here. Yeah. Um, have you seen that show La Brea? No. <laughs> I watched the first episode of that one. Uh, I don't watch a lot of network TV. Is it like the lost? That's like, the feeling yeah, I got from the commercial. It's sort of is like um, a big earthquake happens and a hole opens up in the La Brea tar pits. And these people all fall into this like dinosaur universe or alternate universe or whatever. It's like yeah, the first episode was so unbelievably bad. It was like so stupid that yeah. I just did not stick around. I, that's a show that I might check out the Wikipedia for. Sure. Um, because it seems like it could be stupid enough to be like enjoyable to read about. Yeah. Uh, but it is. But the thing is, I think that those kinds of shows don't really do well anymore. I mean, LeBron got a second season. Yeah, so. I know it did. Yeah. But I think, like, yeah. Um, 
and but what like is a lot of these well these days is the other question well it's funny because like some shows get like multiple seasons i don't even know where like have you watched the show zoo i've never even heard of the show zoo it's a uh it's a cbs show that aired from 2015 to 2017 got three seasons wow and uh it's about uh mysterious violent animal attacks are happening across the world and every episode the characters go investigate a different new mysterious i would have watched that if i'd known about it (laughs) well the thing is like just that one scene from uh from the happening (laughs) it's it's uh it's not very good, right? But like, it's a pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good show to read about because the whole yeah. premise is so bonkers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a bonkers premise. Like, every episode, our characters are going to investigate another animal attack, and perhaps there's an overarching conspiracy of animal attacks. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I just found out that the show Blue Bloods has been on the air for like thirty years, apparently. Thirty years, yeah, yeah, it's been on forever. I had no Do idea. You, the most interesting thing about Zoo, by the way, is that John Carpenter did the theme song. Oh, really? The John Carpenter, that. yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Um, where were in, we? In between games of NBA 2K. Where were we? On the uh, shield. <laughs> Intelligentsia oh, right. looks, like, looks like Reddit. Yeah, so they go into Intelligentsia and they find there's a whole subreddit of She-Hulk hate. And it's really just like death threats and horrible She-Hulk memes. Yeah. They do the She-Hulk with the red eyes. Yes. Uh, and... Uh, the dark She-Hulk, I guess, right? Yeah. And they realize that this is like a pretty intense group of men who really hate She-Hulk. And Mallory's like, don't don't tell Jen. She doesn't need this shit in her life. Like, just don't do we it. We also find out that uh, Mallory is married and has a kid. Yeah, so yeah. Mallory begins unraveling her, her, her inner life to us in this episode, or to Nikki yeah. anyway. And it's kind of interesting. We're like most of the way through the show now, and we're only kind of getting to now know Mallory. I mean, again, I said this at the beginning of the series. I this needs to be have more have more episodes. Yeah. Like I don't think any of these episodes have felt wasteful or whatever to me necessarily. Um, what was that? I said I think this one kind of did a little bit. We'll talk about it when we do the recap. Uh, that's also I think on purpose. A little bit. Uh, but. Um, but I just want, you know, there's so, these such interesting side characters, such good actors that I, you know, you want more. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Nikki immediately calls Jen and leaves a message telling her that, in fact, there is a hate forum dedicated to um, dedicated to hating on Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. the She-Hulk. And that's pretty much our episode, right? Yep, that's where it ends. Yeah, I mean, so this episode, I mean, they do the fourth wall break and acknowledge that having a one-off wedding episode, six episodes into your nine episode season is a little, uh, jarring. Yeah. But I don't mind it. I enjoyed it. I like, again, I wish that this was 22 episode season so that we could have more one-offs like this. I miss one-offs. Yes, I agree. Shows don't get to have one-offs anymore because every show has to have a season long arc and all the shows are short now. So you can only service the arc. Yeah. Um, it's like a really huge problem with, uh, discovery and it's a problem that strange new world solved by doing pretty much mostly one-offs. Yes. Strange new world is, is there's an ongoing story, but it's an episodic format to the ongoing story, which works. Right. The ongoing story plays out in episodes, but like, it's not the main thrust of them. 
and yeah. uh, you don't have to necessarily which, be following the ongoing story. Which, when shows first started going episodic, that's how they worked. Like Deep Space Nine worked that way. Right. It's like, yes, the Dominion War is going on, but we're not going to follow. Every episode is not that war. Like, we're going to do some other stuff, too. Well, and every episode isn't a continuation of one long story. That's the thing. Yeah. So there's, like, multiple stories that were set within this ever-changing milieu uh, that was the overarching thematic or larger concern of the season, but there were individual stories within that. And characters could leave that, also that that ongoing thing, and have a side adventure or whatever. Yeah. Um, they could take a shuttle to a conference and get waylaid. They could Never do a take episode a- where uh, – what's his name? Younger Cisco, we get to see his future. Jake. Jake. That's one of the best episodes of the series. It's an amazing episode. And you couldn't do that on a, on a, on a, on a regular 12 no, episode. You can do that. You can do the one where, where, where it's the magazine, the sci-fi magazine, which is arguably the best episode of the series, I think. That's my next Star Trek tattoo. Oh, is it? Yeah, the image that um, that Benny draws of the space station um, with it's like 1950s uh, space planes coming out of yep. it. I'm going to get, I have a, I have a Starfleet Delta on my right um, uh, arm, upper arm, and I'm going to get that on my left upper arm. Oh, very nice. Yeah. But it's going to be like an elaborate uh, detail involved one. It's going to cost a, a penny. So I like, I yeah. gotta, I gotta put some money together before I do it, but that's the plan. There you go. Um, but yeah, I love, I love one off. So I'm not gonna, I'm not going to complain when a TV show does a one off episode because no. I like it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but however, it is a little, it is slight. Yes. Even for this show, it's a little slight. Yes. Um, I would have liked a little bit more, if it's going to be a one-off, I would have liked to have felt like we got a little bit more gen growth. If it's going to be a one-off, I wish it was a true one-off. Because this does also continue the plot of the season. Yeah, and Titania is obviously going to end up working for Intelligentsia or being manipulated by Intelligentsia to fight gen in a final battle that seems clear. Well, at this I, point. I mean, I think we see that intelligentsia is watching her at the wedding. Right. Right. So we know that. And then we have the, the intelligentsia stuff. Like we see the lab or whatever. Like it, it's not a complete one off. It's a semi one off, you know, it's like, Oh, it's kind of a one off, but not really. And that like, if this was just a complete self-contained one app, one off episode, I think it would have worked better. Personally. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly right. I think that that's a hundred percent exactly right because it, it it straddles both bits and it doesn't fun, fully service either of them. Yeah. Um. So like, Patty Harrison's really funny as Lulu, but like, she's just coming in for jokes. Like, there's not like a story she's in, in here. Like three scenes, and that's it. Three or four. Yeah. Just and the rest, now. the rest of the bridesmaids don't have character. We don't learn anything about Jen's past through this, which would have been a fun thing to do to learn about her high school self. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's like a good plot is like to have She-Hulk show up and the idea of who the Jen Walters they know versus the Jen Walters that she is now. That's the, that, that's your classic sitcom setup. Um, but then too much time has to go to Titania. Too much time to Titania, too much time to Mr. Immortal. And so there, no story gets a full story. Yeah. You know, and that kind of stuck. Sucks. But I found it amusing. I enjoyed it. I think uh, Tatiana Maslany... Uh, Maslany's uh, uh, drunk acting is fantastic. I think she's amazing at that. I, I could, that was great. Tatiana Maslany brings back old MCU feelings for me. Yeah. Which is um, the old MCU was like when you were so excited to see how Tony Stark would interact with Star-Lord. Yes. Like before it became clear that everybody was going to meet every four years. 
yeah. like this premise of like, man, like if they come together, what's that going to be like? I want to see these actors bouncing off of each other. She has that energy that I want to see her bouncing off other actors. Like I'm very yeah. excited to see that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. She's great. Just terrific. Absolutely terrific. And, 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 and yeah, to have her in an Avengers movie or for her to meet Ms. Marvel or, you know what I mean? Any of that stuff I, I'm excited about. It, it doesn't feel like I'm not like excited for the Easter egg or the lore. I just want to see the actors. Yeah. Playing these wonderful characters bouncing yeah. off of each other. Yeah. Which is what is great in the comics when you get to see Spider-Man meet, you know, the Hulk or Daredevil or whatever and right. seeing the characters, how they interact and come together or are driven apart. So we have three episodes remaining. We've seemed to have discovered who the villain is. It's Intelligentsia, quite clearly run by her date. What's his name? Greg? I can't remember his name. How can you remember? How, who am I asking? Yeah. I'm missing uh, the dog's name. We, uh, but we have, a, we have a Daredevil episode that has not yet materialized. Much to the anger of the internet. <laughs> they feel like they were promised Daredevil this week, and they did not get it. I don't feel like anyone was promised Daredevil this week. I agree. I, they were, we were told that Daredevil's coming. We weren't told he's coming next week. Yeah. But I would be surprised if he isn't in the next episode. I would be surprised as well. Because I feel like the final two, we're probably going to have two episodes that like wrap up things. Yeah. I feel like maybe. Yeah. It's going to have to focus on the story. Although maybe not. This show has really been dedicated to its sitcom sensibility. Yes. And because it has the fourth wall breaking, it can have Jen acknowledge, we're wrapping this up pretty fast, aren't we? Like yeah. she, can, she can lampshade it. Yeah. Oh, or maybe we'll they're find out. planning to do a Loki and it's, they already know they're going to do another season. Could be. And they're holding Daredevil for season two. No, they, we know they should. It would be amazing if he doesn't even show up at all. <laughs> oh, we cut those scenes. <laughs> those were supposed to be the post-credit scenes and we forgot to put them in. Sorry. All right. Uh, that's this week's episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're going to have to figure out, we'll do this off the air, how we're going to do Werewolf by Night and She-Hulk the week that there's both of them. Yes. Could be a busy week for us because we also have Andor. Yep. We spend a lot of time talking on the uh, on the internet, you and I. Um, we'll be back again next Ooh, week with the next... Do. What? Oh, no. When is Black Adam? Is that towards the end of October, right? That's the 23rd? Is it? I think so. Well, you were going to make Werewolf by Night a... A Watchman? A vision. Or a Watchman, yeah. No, it's not, I, don't think, I don't think that counts. It's not a movie. It's, an, it's like an hour. It's not a movie. It's a kind of a movie. It's a special. It's, it's moving images. <laughs> We're going to be doing flip books on, on, on Watchmen from now on. Images. Uh, we'll be back again next week with the next episode of She-Hulk. But until then, Derek, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at WH underscore Wolfhat. You can find me on Twitter at DevonCF. We'll see you again next week. But until then, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, may you be well. But most of all, may you remain a true believer.